0: Welcome, guys, let's talk about the four game NBA DFS slate on Thursday this year. First time watching, my name is DK. Uh, cover content for NBA DFS, NFL DFS, and for prize picks. If you guys are looking for premium content, my Patreon is linked down below. A lot of different packages, uh, DFS packages, prize picks packages. So, if you have any questions, you can always let me know in the comment section or hit me up on Twitter. And then, the sponsor of today's video is Prize Picks. Again, if you're not familiar, uh, you build out player props. So you can build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and went up to 25x your money. So it's a lot of fun. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. That is for first time users. $300 to play with on the site. And uh, yeah, let's recap last night. So last night, my first losing night on DFS in a little bit. Um, was looking like I was going to get in the cash at the end. But then and Fox kind of took over, so bonus didn't do a ton in the fourth. Um, but yeah, going to my lineup, I want kind of contrarian. I faded a uh, chalk. Steven Adams said that there's so many good center plays. Fallon Shunas was one of those guys. He smashed a very little ownership. I ate the chalk in my column and Harden Harden. Like, come on, man. If I ever fade chalk Harden, the guy goes for 80, but he like just barely gets to 50, even with overtime with him beat out and a great matchup. Like, what is that? Someone explain this phenomenon phenomenon to me, right? If I fade chalk Harden 80. Play him, low-average game. McCollum was also just, like, fine in a great spot with everyone out for uh, the uh, yeah. uh Underwhelming performances from McCollum and Harden. I went to low-owned uh, Pac-Content. He smashed. What, also, that game was wild. I think the Bucks are up, at like, 20 with, like, two minutes to go and went to overtime. I didn't watch it, but I was like, I was like this game's in overtime right now? Like, what on earth happened? uh mcdaniel's uh smashed he was chalky i went to a contrarian tides Jerome he smashed a uh, gabriel was fine i didn't really know what to do here once jta started i was like going back and forth i was like okay i think jta plays more i think Gabriel gabriel's gonna be more productive in his minutes i just kept gabriel but i was like eh, i didn't feel great about that and then a low on sabonis again I had like 50 through three quarters both quiet in the fourth because i guess it's just the deer and fox show always in the fourth quarter so that's the recap and then, as far as prize picks goes, uh, free YouTube play went 1.5x, so profited there. Uh, it was so frustrating. I thought I was going to get overtime. And Sadiq Bay. I, I turned the game on computer. Sadiq Bay throws up just a wild three, like fading away, just wild three, and it goes in at the buzzer. You can't make it up. And then just look at this. I, I want you guys to look at it. So YouTube play hit, but just look. Uh, you need to look at it.
1: Look. Like that video where they like force you to look. That movie. Come on, right?
0: Come on. Over time, the Looney play probably hits. The, the Stewart play uh, probably hits, not, not pushes, but goes over. Come on. Hooked. On
1: every miss, hooked by Looney, hooked by Adams, hooked by Trey Murphy, hooked by Tobias Harris. Insult to
0: injury two, I had a straight bet on Jaron Jackson Jr. Under seven and a half rebounds. He went for eight rebounds.
1: Went for eight rebounds. Pain, that, that, that's, that's
0: all it is, is pain. It, it's pain. All right, let's talk about the slate. Uh, Memphis and Orlando's the first game here. So on the Memphis side, John Morant, 10.4K. I think makes for a decent spend-up. Uh, it's just been, you know, the Grizzlies continue, just they're in a blowout, like, every night. Like, they're either blowing out someone or they're getting blown out. There's, like, no there's like never competitive games. So we really haven't seen a competitive game for John in a while. I do think in a competitive game, you probably see around 35 minutes from him. With Bain, you know, base his team fully healthy. He's not like a smash player, but I do still like his ceiling. You know, he can still go for 60-plus any night. So, still like John Moran, obviously. With the secondary place here, Desmond Bane's at 6'7". So, I mean, I think he's probably going to play over 30 minutes of the game. Is competitive. He had a good game last game at very low ownership. He's viable for tournaments, as is Jaron Jackson Jr. You know what I'm going to say about Jaron Jackson Jr. Of The ceiling is there, but uh, a very up-and-down player because he can rarely stay on the court. I think Steven Adams is going to be a very popular play. I think he stands out as a very safe play, especially if Brandon Carr continues to be out. I think we probably see some in the neighborhood of like 32 to 34 minutes. Um, He's been rebounding the ball at like an absurd rate. Like he's been averaging like 20 rebounds a game over the last four. Like that's not not going to continue. I was just looking back at previous games. Like he averages 11 rebounds a game. So Um, don't expect him to continue to like rebound that well. But... I will say he, he's going to be a good play. He's probably going to go a bit overowned, like he was tonight. Like I liked Steve Adams tonight. We talked about this a lot. I liked him. I didn't think he should be 65% on a 12-game slate with all those center options. So I like Adams. He's going to be extremely popular, but um, probably will be a bit overowned. I mean, yeah, you can play Dylan Brooks. He does have a ceiling. Can make a shot. It's another frustrating roster. I don't really know if there's a ton value wise. I mean, if there's no Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman will play the backup five. He had a good game tonight, uh, but that game did turn into a blowout, so he wouldn't have played 21 minutes of the game, say competitive. But he is only 3.1K. Think I can get to anyone else? I mean, Santi Dama's three four got extended a bit again because the blowout. Probably it for me on Memphis. Move on to Orlando. So, Orlando, they have an update. I believe Franz Wagner is going to be available because he was only missing due to the suspension. I think Admiral Schofield will be available. Everyone else, I think, is still out. Suggs to the injury. Mo Wagner has a two-game suspension. Bull Bulls and COVID protocols. Isaac and Okiki still in. So, like, I think Franz and Schofield will be available for this game. But uh, talking about the top end, guys, well, we finally saw a pretty good game from Bancaro. First good game in a long time, One for 47 fancy points. There is some blowout risk here, but if the game stays competitive... I do like the ceiling of Bancaro. Carter Jr. also started, was no longer in a limit, played 30 minutes. A little bit disappointing. Would have liked him to play in that mid-30s minute range, but I still think he's a decent play at that price point. Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, they're going to split the point guard duties. Both these guys do have a ceiling, but they've also shown the floor too. So like, they're more, more tournament plays for me. Bamba played the backup five. He basically just played the minutes that Carter Jr. was not on the court, so put 18 minutes. You know, he's still playable at the price point, but um, it, it would have been nice to see them play with some alongside each other, but <coughs> they did not play alongside each other at all. And then I would expect Gary Harris to move back to the bench with Franz Wagner, I think, will be available. Franz Wagner himself is just kind of fine. Um, value-wise, outside of Bomba. I mean, you will see rotation minutes for Gary Harris and Terrence Ross, but nothing more than dart throws. Uh, can we just talk about this, too, man? Play Terrence Ross with the whole team out. He starts the game off like 0 of 7, gets in foul trouble. They get a couple guys back. He moves back to the bench, and he absolutely smashes 34 fantasy points. DFS is a cruel, cruel game, man. It is a cruel, tilting game. All right, Boston and Dallas. So, Boston got randomly blown out by Oklahoma City without SGA last game. That was definitely an outlier. You do have Robert Williams back, so a fully healthy team. I mean, I don't think there's anything that really stands out here for Boston. I think Tatum and Brown are both playable at the top. I think Smart, Horford are playable in the midrange. Horford was awful as chalk last night. I luckily avoided him. I thought he was a pretty good play last night. Six fancy points in 22 minutes. I mean, wild. So no one's going to play him, but still viable. Still should see around 30 minutes. Uh, the guard, you know, Brogdon and white kind of split time. Uh, we saw, you know, white playing a lot recently, but then Brogdon in the most recent game, went for 26 minutes and smashed. Like they're always fine for GPPs. Brogdon's the guy that I would prefer because when he gets more like he's a really good point for guy, Malcolm Brogdon, when he gets more minutes, he, uh, you know, does have that ceiling. And then I do like Robert Williams in both formats. I think we're probably going to see around 20 minutes from him. Good point per minute, a fair value play for sure. Grant Williams, the Robert Williams back should lose minutes. And I would rather put Robert Williams at a similar price. And that is it for Boston. So moving on to Dallas, they just raise his price point more. Luka Doncic, 12.6. They got to raise it more because I'm tired of him just being massive chalk. Like, I just, it's not fun when Luka's like 60% every slate. But I mean, in a cash game, you probably play Luka Doncic, right? Uh, he's just been on another level right now. He's averaging like. 85 fantasy points a game over the last five, which is just absurd. So yeah, there's nothing really wrong to say with Luka. The price barely went up, other than he's going to be popular most likely. So uh, but yeah, hard to dislike Luka Doncic right now in a small slate. The rest of Dallas, Christian Wood's fine for tournaments. The minutes haven't been amazing on him, 21, 29, 29. He's had some really, really good games, but like five steals, one block, shot 10 of 15 this game. So I think we've got to be a little bit careful with Christian Wood. If he was playing, like, 35, 40 minutes a game over the last few games, I would have more confidence. But he's kind of had outlier games in limited time. So that does worry me a bit. Now, we did see, you know, like, on Christmas Day, he played a ton. He played, like, 40 minutes, 38 minutes. So, like, I, I like his ceiling for, for GPPs. Dinwiddie is playing a ton. Right now, he's been pretty quiet, though, over the last few games. I think he's a fine contrarian play just because Dallas is running a super tight rotation. Tim Mardaway Jr. also playing a ton. Also, though, reliant on scoring, right? He's not going to do much of the peripherals. So if he's not knocking down his shots, he can hurt you. But he's most likely going to play like 35 to 40 minutes. Uh, we've also seen Reggie Bullock been playing an absolute ton of minutes. I think he's going to be a relatively popular value because there are some stars in the slate that we want to play. Not a ton of great value. And if Reggie Bullock's play like 40 minutes at 3.5K, he is someone that's going to get ownership. So I have uh, interest in him just for the reason of need to play some value, and he's 3.5k and probably does play a lot. I don't really think he can get to anyone else. I mean, Dwight Powell played the backup five. He'll probably play 15-ish minutes. Probably see a little bit of run for Bertans, a little bit of run for Nilakina. Maybe one of these end-of-the-bench guys gets dusted off for a couple minutes, but yeah, I mean, Dallas is running an extremely tight rotation at the moment. Utah and Houston, this game relatively appealing because you get two not great teams going up against each other, two teams that do play fast, so and Clarkson, it's always kind of the same thing. Markkinen at this price, I would say more of a contrarian play with some of the other stars we have in the slate, right? We have a Luka, we have Jokic, we have Ja. So 9K Markinen, I think, is playable, but more of a contrarian pivot off of some of the other spin-ups I think will be more popular. Jordan Clarkson, 7-3, kind of just like indifferent on him. You should see mid-30s minutes. He's fine. I like the matchup. I do like Mike Conley. I think he's, once again, my favorite play in the Jazz. He's going to see 30 to 33 minutes, um... You know, just relatively safe, like the spot for him, like I said. So yeah. Conley, pretty good play in the mid range. The front quarter, all fine tournament plays, Olenek, Vanderbilt, and Kessler. I think you know the guy that you could play in cash probably would be Olenek because his minutes are the most secure, but yeah, they're all fine in Olenek, Vanderbilt, Walker, Kessler. With Colin Sexton out, you did see a pretty big minutes bump from Lake Beasley, played 31 minutes. Now, kind of the same thing what I said about Tim Marto Jr. is Beasley's relatively scoring independent, but He's knocking down the shots. He does have a ceiling. So like the upside there, NIW probably see some rotation minutes. Probably not enough for me to go to him. Rudy Gay's been awful, awful. Needs to be sent to a retirement home. And then uh, you did see the Jazz dust off rookie Ochi Obaji, but he only played seven minutes and actually went for negative fantasy points. Let's talk about Houston. So Houston's a back-to-back. We'll start with, I think Eric Gordon's going to rest. He's been resting a lot of back-to-backs this year. And if that's the case, it's going to make KJ Martin a really good value. Most likely would start. Most likely see over 30 minutes. So he stands out as probably one of the better values on the board, assuming Gordon rests. But top-end guys, I mean, Houston got blown out today. So uh, no one really had a great game. But uh, KPJ, Jalen Green, these guys do have a ceiling. Um, KPJ have been playing really well outside of that most recent game. Jalen Green, we know if he knocked on a shots, has upsides And Goon you know, not really, it's more so minutes with him, like his production's there, he's good point per minute, but minutes can fluctuate, foul trouble, so I think all three of the main Houston guys are good tournament plays. I don't really think I'd prioritize any of them on the slate. Jabari Smith had a really good game on 31 minutes, you know, I think he's going to see around 30 minutes, I think he's a fair value play, you know, he's he's kind of been up and down, but uh, I think he, at 4.8k, that's totally fine, and then the rest of Houston, you probably, like, I do like Tari Easton, I think he should be playing more, but you really don't see a minutes bump with Eric Gordon off the court. So it'll probably be a bit overowned. I think we, we see some in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 minutes for him. That's it. I mean, you'll get like Fernando Uzman, Gruba playing some backup five minutes. High-tie Washington probably gets a little bit of run. But uh, let's finish up here with the Clippers and the Nuggets. So this is the late-night hammer. Starts two hours later than uh, the first three games. So Paul George is the big one here. He's questionable. I am praying that he plays. Uh, right now, I got on my best ball team, and we got about three weeks left, a month left, and I'm about, I'm I'm close. I like, I could qualify in the 5-5-5, five, 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 but I really, really need Paul George to play because the Clippers have three more games this week. So if he gets ruled out, I'm going to be in incredible pain. And knowing, uh, you know, the facts about me, that no one runs worse, he probably will get ruled out. So if Paul George gets ruled out, then Kawhi Leonard, assuming no limitations, becomes a really good play at 8.1K, been seeing mid 30s minutes in the most recent games that he has played. So, would like Kwai quite a bit. And then we have to consider some of these value guys. So, Norman Powell would most likely see mid 20s minutes on the bench. I don't love the price point in him. Zubac against a big Denver team. If he can stay out of foul trouble, I like his ceiling, but definitely has some risk going up against Jokic. We know we're going to get on Marcus Morris, most likely around 30 minutes. Like, I think he's a pretty safe play. Uh, the guards also feel a little bit cheap in Reggie Jackson and in John Wall. Um, Reggie should see around 30 minutes. John Wall's minutes can fluctuate a bit more, but he's, you know, good point per minute when he's at the court. He's just dust real life. Like, he's an awful real-life basketball player at this point in his career. And then, no Batum, Like, you probably will see some minutes for Mann and some minutes for Kennard, Maybe a little bit for Covington. If Paul George plays, I don't think there's anything that really stands out for me in the Clippers. I think Paul George would probably be my favorite uh, play on the team. Maybe Zubac if he can stay out of foul trouble. But we know Zubac has been very up and down. Like, I feel like he's either like killing you or he's going for like 70 fantasy points. There's like no in between. So let's finish it up here with the Denver Nuggets. Denver are basically a fully healthy team. They're really easy to talk about. I like Jokic at the top. I think Luka will get more ownership than Jokic. So I still think Jokic will get will get ownership, obviously, in a small slate. But I think if people are looking at the spend ups and they're gonna prioritize one, it's probably gonna be Luka. So I think Jokic makes for a decent pivot off of Luka. Could you play the both together? I guess. But then you have to be dumpster diving for at least a couple of guys. So like Jokic, the rest of Denver, like the, the top three guys here with Murray, Gordon, MPJ, all fine tournament plays. No priorities. All three of these guys have shown ceilings and Murray, Gordon, and MPJ. All three, though, have shown floors. Um, Gordon's actually been like the most consistent of late. Um, but uh yeah, so those three definitely playable, but more so for tournaments only. And then Bones Highland, it feels a bit too pricey. He has been playing better off the bench, but at 5-3, I just don't know if I can stomach that. Bruce Brown feels priced about right. We know what we're getting out of KCP. He's that three and D guy that's going to play around 30 minutes. He can have a good game, but he has to make his shots, right? So like can't tell if he's going to make his shots or not. And then like one of Zeke Najee or DeAndre Jordan will play the backup five. It kind of rotates between the two. am not going to mess with that on the main slate. Maybe a little bit of run for Kanchar or Christian Brown, but yeah, not enough for me to consider them, even on a small slate. So that's going to wrap it up video guys uh again if you do enjoy it make sure to like subscribe and hit that notification bell i do really appreciate you guys watching also thanks for coming and checking out the live stream today try to do more of those in the future we had over 100 concurrent viewers i didn't stream on youtube at least for like about two months i mean i stream every day on patreon but uh yeah it was it was really cool we had over 100 concurrent viewers so try to do more of those in the future and
1: i'll see you guys in the next one